Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you, getting ready for Game 2. Coming up Saturday night, ESPN Plus, the Sooners, a 32-and-a-half point favorite against Kent State in uh, the matchup at Owen Field. Oklahoma winning its opening game against UTEP fairly handily, 45-13. to uh, Pretty solid performance by the Sooners, a lot to work on, but uh, a lot that was very positive in Game 1. We'll see what uh, takes place in Game 2 coming up Saturday night. How do you think the Olds are going to do with ESPN Plus Saturday night, by the way? They're going to struggle. I'm already looking forward forward to the 15-20 to 20 threads on the VIP board at OUinsider.com asking, how do I turn the game on again? I can't figure this one out. Here's what you do if you're an old. And look, this is from one old to every all the other olds out there. If you don't have ESPN Plus right now, first of all, uh, you know, am I happy paying a pers- uh, not a prescription, but a, a subscription? <laughs> I need some prescription medication. But am I happy paying all these subscriptions for all these services? No, because it seems like, you know, you've got you have to go back on your iPhone or whatever and look at all the stuff that you have subscriptions to every now and then. Like, man, I still I'm still paying five ninety nine a month for that. What? And get rid of them. But you you need ESPN Plus. I mean, you had Sooner basketball games on ESPN Plus. You have uh, Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus. Now, I can't talk today, man. Um, You know, all kinds of Sooner features on there. But uh, you need it for the game. This is not a pay-per-view game unless you don't have a subscription to ESPN Plus, which you should have. And, again, there's some other content on there, all the 30 for 30s, all of that stuff. But – If you're an old, if you're one of those, get to work on it right now. Get to work on it right now. Don't start Saturday at 5 o'clock or you're in trouble. All right? I'm just saying. Now, Mike, I actually did just pull out my phone and pull up the OUinsider.com VIP board. And there is already a thread entitled, Old Dude Needs ESPN Plus Help. So, hey, you know what? At least you're asking. At least this VIP is being proactive. Three I understand. days, 72 hours till game day. Kids these days, they grew up on computers, man, and the uh, they had the internet uh, straight out of the womb. You know, they were logging on. Took a while for us. I understand, but get to work on that right now. You don't want to be stuck at 10 minutes before kickoff. How do I, what's the passcode? What? How do I do this? Get with the young right now, one of the youngs in your family, and... Just find out. I called my mom today, and I said, Mom, you realize this isn't a pay-per-view game. This is an ESPN Plus game, and try to walk her through all the steps. So I think she's going to get to work on it right now. And uh, But it's kind of like uh, in this day and age where you can find anything, right? When you used to get the calls, if you were running the board or whatever, we would all get, you know, I, I would look over at some people running the board doing our pregame show, and they're, like, shaking their head. I'm like, what's wrong? Everybody wants to know what channel the game's on. I'm like, what? (laughs) If you don't know what channel the game's on by, like, Wednesday, and you should know Monday, there's an issue. You need to know what channel the game's on or you're not a real fan. I mean, come on. I understand there are some people who have some serious issues. But if you don't have serious issues and you don't know what channel the game's on by now, there are problems. I will say there are some old folks out there who are, against all odds, incredibly tech-savvy. My favorite member at OUinsider.com is an individual who is 100 years of age. 
And this is this is nice. the better half of this little factoid. His username is Nuts. Really? That's we it. We have a 100-year-old <laughs> on our board named Nuts. There he you is go. my favorite VIP. I like that. All right, so again, all I'm saying if if you're one of the uh, from the older generation and you know, you're a little bit uh, new to this or whatever, uh, all you need to do is get with somebody tech savvy in your family, ask around, never be embarrassed to ask a question. If you don't know the answer, ask the question, you get the answer. I mean, I'm really stupid. I ask a lot of questions. I have to. But are you stupid if you ask a lot of questions? No, I don't. Or think are you, you smart for asking such questions? See, that you turned it around right there. You you said it the right way. Yes. So, uh, but you need to get on it now. Would be my advice. Anyway, because I I thought on the way over to work today, I thought, man, I need to call my mom, make sure I don't want her to come around Saturday and go, oh my gosh, where's the game? What do I do? That kind of thing. So they are they are getting on ESPN Plus today over at my mom's house. So that's good. All right. Uh, speaking of the Sooners, Brent Venables presser yesterday. And here is what Brent had to say about OU's performance in game one and what's ahead now for the Sooners. Uh, there's plenty to, to correct and improve on. I think our guys showed that um, they've trained incredibly hard. Uh, we had very few issues um, when it came to uh, cramping and and fatigue. I thought our guys played really strong uh, for the for the duration of the game. We played, you know, uh, an entire three deep on defense in particular, and we got to play a few more guys on offense uh, as well as we develop our team. That's how you develop is you got to play. And I want I want morale uh, to be at an all time high. And if guys are putting in the work every day and uh, and there's a lot that goes into that, you know. It's it's a very challenging daily schedule for everybody involved in our program, whether you're a, a walk-on, a red shirt, or a six-year senior. It's a very challenging day-to-day grind for six months. And so we got we got to play more guys if they deserve to play in on both sides of the ball. But I was really, um, you know, I, I was pleased with the with the guys that played on defense. You know, again, we played a bunch of guys and um, we're developing. Again, uh, a team, but most of all, you know, as you go throughout the season, through the ups and the downs, the highs and lows, the success and the failure, you'll develop an identity through through all that. There you go, Brent from yesterday, and uh, for you on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, there was a lot uh, that was good to see in the Sooners' opening win over UTEP. But I want to know what do you want to see from Oklahoma that you didn't see in Week One? Four zero five. 651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, what do you want to see that you didn't see enough of or that you just flat out didn't see or you want to see get better uh, from week one to week two for Oklahoma? Hey, Plank always has a great show. Guy's big time. I mean, hardest working man in the media industry, and there are a lot of hard workers here, believe me. And There's no show up and turn on a microphone. People actually get prepared for shows here which I like, but, uh, and Plank and, and Josh always have a great show, but man, today they had, uh, he had Andy Staples on, he had Ryan Leaf on, Ryan Leaf is doing the, uh, the uh, ESPN Plus broadcast of the Oklahoma-Kent State game Saturday night, and Andy Staples is really good, and here's what Andy Staples had to say about Oklahoma and Brent Venables, the main thing that he was talking about, he's very interested to see how this offense-defense thing plays out tempo-wise at OU. You know, I'm fascinated by the idea of, of Venables being kind of the first defensive coordinator to ever figure out how to run a dominant defense opposite a very high-tempo offense. And, 
and that's when he got to Clemson because you know the the defenses that that he was running opposite those Kevin Wilson offenses at Oklahoma were good, but they were not dominant. He actually, before I asked the question, had tipped off what the answer would be because he was talking about what he said to his own team on Monday, where he basically said to to the Sooners' offensive players and defensive players, you know, hey, defense, you don't worry about what Dylan Gabriel's doing. You know, you don't worry about what Marcus Major's doing. Your job is to get three and out and give the offense the ball back. There are no excuses. Just go out there and, and get the ball back for them. And that's what apparently what he told those Clemson guys. And and it took them a couple years to get get it going, but they did. I love that. Uh, Brent said yesterday at the presser, yeah, don't worry about that, man. Don't worry about that. Our job is to get three and outs. Do not worry about it. Do you think this uh, whole topic has been overblown so far, or do you think there's something to it? By this whole topic, what exactly are you getting at? The offense going so fast, man, that uh, you know the defense is going to be out there. You know, quickly. Uh, you know, does that eventually wear down your defense? Is this overblown so far? Because a lot of people have been asking about it. That's for sure. I, I don't think it's overblown just because it is one of the preeminent questions about this Oklahoma football team in 2022 because we don't have any semblance of an answer right now. All we have to go on is the one game they just played against UTEP, a team that they could have played the second and third teamers against and still won handily. So until the Sooners face a formidable opponent, which at this point it doesn't look like that's going to come until at least September 24th, yeah, this is going to be a conversation that continues to be had, and I think it's a valid question. right? It certainly is. When you have an offense that moves this fast, in general, what it necessitates or what it often comes conjoined to is a Swiss cheese defense. You think about the air raid at Texas Tech for all those years. Right? Those, th- those offenses scored a lot of points. They moved very quickly. They racked up yards. They scored a ton of points. But it gassed those defenses, man. It's so difficult to be able to play elite defense when your offense moves that quickly. And what it boils down to, Steely, you have to have outstanding quality depth. Yeah, and that's what gets me excited about Oklahoma, not just in 2022, because I do think the depth is depth, depth is there in 2022. But looking ahead to 2023, and some of the true freshmen that the Sooners are going to bring into the fold, guys that are very immediately going to become rotational contributors, i.e., PJ Adabare, Colton Vosick, Sammy Omasigo, Makari Vickers, Phil Pichotti, and the like, you're going to have a very very deep Oklahoma defense in 2023, and I think it's, it's deep enough way. in 2022. But, man, as I look ahead to 23, you you get Dylan Gabriel back to run the show again, that team could be dangerous, man. No doubt about it. And uh, the, the interesting thing is that Oklahoma had its uh, lowest uh, amount of uh, time possessing the football since the Army game. That Army game, remember, where an Army where had Where they it had for it for like, like eight minutes? Yeah, it was crazy. That game was absolutely crazy. Uh, and, man, Army came in, and they, you talk about execution in that game. Army definitely did. The Sooners were able to eke out a victory, but it certainly wasn't easy. So, all right, we're just underway, and we've got a lot of things going on today, mainly Sooner football, the main course, of course, a few side dishes thrown in. Uh, our 12 o'clock hour sponsor, the great 
last year, Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area now for 15 years. AC work, you need that done, give them a call at 405-579-3113. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. One of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time And, right hey, here. it is going to be blasting from Nick Saban's jalopy around 5 p.m. Hey, on Saturday afternoon. He and Miss Terry, they celebrate with Gimme Shelter. After every Bama victory, so yeah, the uh, the Tide bus will be rolling out with some of this Saturday afternoon. All right, we'll be right back here on the home of Sooner fans. Keep it here. All right, Wednesday edition, Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Hope your Wednesday's going along well so far. Thanks to last year, Home Comfort Systems, for sponsoring our first hour. Here on the program, going to the Air Comfort Solutions tax line in uh, just a minute, 405-651. 3439. Ryan Leaf will be doing color commentary on the ESPN Plus broadcast coming up Saturday night. Mike Morgan, not the weather Mike Morgan, another Mike Morgan, uh, will be joining him in the broadcast booth with the Sooners and Kent State. Ryan Leaf was on uh, the Plank Show earlier this morning and was asked about his first impression of uh, Oklahoma. I thought they were physical, right? I, I mean, Physical is, is the is the Bob Stoops teams. I think that was lacking a little bit, uh, especially in the trenches uh, when when Lincoln Riley took over. He had incredible talent at the skill position, um, but they looked physical, right? They looked like they could could handle their business. Uh, it's going to be important to stop the run, especially when when you got the likes of Spencer Sanders and Baylor uh, breathing down your neck in this in this conference now. So I thought they were extremely physical. I thought Dylan Gabriel was was as advertised as what he's been throughout his career. And then I'm, I'm interested to see what wide receivers, you know, step up, show up, where that goes. Uh, and, and that's what I was most impressed of in week one with these guys. What do you think uh, was the physicality uh, the main thing that stood out to you, Parker, more than anything else? If you had to point your finger at one thing that really caught your eye last Saturday, what would it be? Uh, I mean, it was the tempo. I think that's the most obvious thing. And again, like I'm really not digging too deep as far as last week is concerned just because there's not a whole lot that we learned about Oklahoma. You can't learn a whole lot when you're facing a team like UTEP. So uh, to me, you have to keep it to what is objective. And what is objective is that the Sooners move very quickly on offense. And I think defensively, they kept things very milk toast, and they did so on purpose. They'll probably do the same again this Saturday. And they'll probably need to get a little bit more intricate with it when they go up to Nebraska on September 17th, but maybe not much just because that Husker team looks pretty anemic right now. So I I don't know, Steely. I don't know if there's a whole lot I can say that I learned about this team or that I observed about this team this past Saturday, other than the fact that they move really quickly offensively. And I do think I was encouraged by how, how well they got after the quarterback. Again, that's something you should do. You should have several sacks against an offensive line like UTEP's. But the fact that they went and did it is not something that we could say every week about the Alex Grinch defenses of old, right? There were teams that they should have dominated up front that they did not. So, it was refreshing to see them take care of business. No doubt. All right, we'll get into uh, recruiting what's happening there in the next segment. Let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line at uh, 405-651-3439. Somebody uh, on the 918 was saying something about ESPN Plus and Hulu 
Um, I thought we might give a. Uh, oh yeah, like the Disney bundle. Is that what they were yeah, talking about? Yeah, I don't know if that was it, but you may scroll down. They may have texted something else in, but somebody was talking about. Um, you can get ESPN Plus through Hulu if you already have Hulu as an add-on, and it's really cheap. Ah, Hope okay. this helps anyone. That comes from John in Morris. Where is Morris? I don't know where Morris is, to be honest with you. John, let us know where Morris is. I'm obviously not an Oklahoma local, and I have I have a reasonable handle on my Oklahoma geography at this point, but I always love knowing exactly where listeners are listening from. So, Morris, Oklahoma. Never heard of it. Would love to know where that is yes, geographically. Yes, Please do. Hey, Mike and Parker, I'd love to watch the Rudy's Coaches show, but I can't watch it live, and from everything I've searched up, ESPN Plus doesn't archive anything on Sooner Vision. So my question is, why should I have ESPN Plus if I can't ever watch the shows? I Does wasn't ESPN aware, Plus not archive? I, I, I wasn't aware that they weren't archiving stuff. I've watched uh, a couple programs on there, but I've never gone back to look and see if they're archi- archiving things, so I can't answer that. But, uh, you know, it sounds to me like they should have, uh, you know, have an archive where you can go back and watch those shows. I don't know. It's it's all still kind of new. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, at first it was like, how do I find it, man? It's difficult to find. Um, you know, just scroll all the way down and you'll find it is basically what I can tell you. We, East of Oak Mulgee. And yeah. now the question is, where is Oak Mulgee? You don't know where Oak Mulgee is? I don't. I I am not I know where that, that is. That well traveled throughout the state. I'm kind of, but not great. I don't go out much. Okay, that's fair. So you know what I I'm saying? actually I drive through Oak Mulgee pretty regularly, as a matter of fact, because I don't have a pike pass because I'm not from here and I haven't gone to the trouble of getting a pike pass yet. So every time I drive to Tulsa, I drive east out on forty to Henrietta. Hometown mm-hmm. of Troy Aikman. That's right. And then north. Oak Mulgee is not too far, maybe 10 miles north of Henrietta. Okay. So I know where Oak right. Mulgee is. Now, and now they're I saying, have a general idea. Yes. Yeah, they're saying Morris is east, seven or eight miles east of Oak Mulgee. All right. Uh, people are saying they do archive, just not on Hulu. Go uh, to it from the ESPN app, is what yeah. they said. So apparently you can access it from the ESPN app. But not from Hulu. We're we're already in this situation, Parker, where we're just trying to keep up with the text line. I mean, it's <laughs> it's amazing every day. It's like, can we get all these texts in? Keep if your uh, text gets overlooked and we don't read it, try and send it again, something like that. But it is uh, sometimes difficult to get everybody's in. But we're trying our best. That is the ref army right there. Jeremy says Morris is north of Lake Eufaula. So I uh, I spent the Fourth of July out on Lake Eufaula back in 2019. And, you know, you go to a lake in Oklahoma, it's it's about what you expect. I don't really I, – I, I was very shocked to find out that weekend, though, Steely, that there are alligators in Lake Eufaula. What? I was not aware there were alligators in the state of Oklahoma. You've got to be kidding me. And look, I do not like alligators, okay? If there is one animal that I would not want to be in a cage match with, it's probably an alligator. They're freakishly large and mean and angry armored lizards. So, yes, the, the alligator is maybe the most frightening creature on the planet. Alligators are my least favorite animal. Anyone who knows me knows this to be the case. And I was under the impression that in the state of Oklahoma, 
I had some insulation from the presence of alligators. But apparently, there is quite a decent alligator population in the southeast portion of the state, McCurtain County. And some of those alligators have apparently made their way north to Lake Eufaula. What? Okay, I'm not. I, first of all, I don't usually swim in the lake. Uh, we used to go to uh, Arbuckle Lake, which is a pretty nice lake. But I. Uh, wait a minute. Somebody's saying alligator gar, not alligators. You're talking about. No, I'm the, talking, talking about, about actual gators. alligators. You know what happened? Somebody probably had a little bitty gator pet. It got loose, and guess what? They got it on somehow with. Probably a second gator that was in some little aquarium or something. And guess what? They're going to be running rampant throughout the state of Oklahoma. That is terrifying. Um, I'm not afraid of many creatures, but the gator would be near the uh, top of the list. I mean, snakes, you can kind of tell what's a really bad, you know, a little garter snake or something like that. Uh don't get me wrong, I'm not running towards them to pick them up or anything, but at the same time, uh, spiders don't frighten me at all. They're easily crushed and defeated, uh-huh. kind of like UTEP, you know, in the first <laughs> quarter. But alligators, no, not at all. They're at the uh, Boggy Depot, Bigfoot and the Gators. Wasn't there a creature in Boggy Creek in Arkansas? Wasn't that a legend that there was some Boggy Creek monster? I think it was from Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Go ahead and Google it up. Boggy Creek monster. Arkansas. Another, uh, so one listener on the text line says, that's terrifying. I'm questioning my entire childhood since I've pretty much been going to that lake every summer since I was five. Taylor in Owasso insists that there's definitely not alligators in Lake Eufaula. There is alligator gar. I don't know what alligator gar is. I just know. It's like a really big fish with a lot of teeth. I just know I was out there 4th of July 2019. And my best friend, who lives in Shawnee, Oklahoma, he and his family have a lake place out there on Lake Eufaula. And we're out there on the boat, just chilling in the, in the hot Oklahoma sun. And he goes, you know, last few years, word is there's an alligator or two here in Lake Eufaula. And I was like, there's, no, there are not. Now, some people are saying on the text line that you've been given fake news. They don't believe it, but you also have a guy from the 918 who said, did you guys hear about the alligator that was found in Claremore just recently? Yeah, listen. Listen. I'm just, I'm taking my best friend's word for it because, again, he spends a lot of time out there on Lake Eufaula, and he told me, as of late, there are some alligators roaming Lake Eufaula. And my initial reaction was like, okay, no. No, we're in Oklahoma. There aren't alligators in Oklahoma. And he was like, no, I'm telling you, there are alligators down in southeast Oklahoma. You can you can Google it up. And so I did. And sure enough, there's a decent population of alligators down in southeast Oklahoma. And he said, yeah, few of them have made their way up to Lake Eufaula. My first thought is how? Because that's a pretty long trek. But secondly, I'm like, okay, well, clearly there is nowhere that is safe. From the spread of the alligator. Hmm. Have you ever been snipe hunting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taylor Nawasa says, there was a 10-foot alligator in Claremore Lake. 
So, uh, so anyway, okay, everybody ready for alligators? <laughs> Authorities killed that alligator in Claremore. The locals created a Facebook group in remembrance of the alligator. V-Dog says LakeUfala.com says there are no alligators in Lake Eufaula. They're cursing you at the marina right now because you are affecting their business. You are like Roy Scheider and Jaws. The mayor there, the mayor in Amityville, didn't want to shut the beaches down for that shark. And now you're trying to get the marina and everything shut down in Lake Eufaula because people are going to be terrified they'll be swimming with gators. Somebody says Parker has been trolled. Another says there is not alligators in Lake Eufaula. Whoever told Parker that was pulling his leg. Another, and there's always one of these, football, not alligators, please. I had no idea we'd be this deep into alligator conversation, but, you know. Uh, somebody from the 918 says some people own alligators as exotic pets and get tired of them and just dump them in a big body of water. Yeah, don't do that. Don't own an alligator. No. That is a terrible idea. What, like, why would you own an alligator? Like a python or something like that. What is the like incentive you know what, to Mom? own an alligator? I think I don't want this python anymore. Can we just let it go out in the wild? Meanwhile, then it becomes a monster you see at a drive-in movie theater. It's just like, like if you're going to get a pet, right, in general, you want to be able to get a pet that you can interact with. Mm-hmm. A, a dog. little puppy. Like, we just got a sure. little puppy, a rescue puppy again. Sure. We didn't go get an alligator or... What, like, how do you, what justifies the expense in acquiring and maintaining a pet alligator? What are you getting out of that? I, I don't know. Is it is this like a scare tactic? Is it, I, no I feel clue. like it's for those old curmudgeons that are 70, 75 get years old. Get off my lawn and you yeah, got exactly. a gator on a leash. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all kids get off my lawn or I'm going to sick the alligator on you. All right, uh, we're going to take a break right here. Uh, all right, we've got, man, I, the text line, I'm telling you, there are 9 million text messages. How will right gators now. affect recruiting? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, Peyton Bowen was going to flip, and then he heard about the alligators in Eufaula and decided, you know what, I'll stick with Notre Dame. Or maybe I'll take A&M's money. Who knows? All right, we're going to break. We'll get into recruiting when we get back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, good to have you with us on a Wednesday. I do hear that uh, gators are somewhat mannerly. They will give the right of way to manatees in the water. Did you know that? Did you say, go on by, manatee? You're good. Now, all of a sudden, there are several folks on the text line saying, no, there are alligators at Lake Eufaula. So, very divided right now. This is going to be a Loch Ness Monster type of situation until we have a confirmed sighting. I think there was a Nessie sighting like a month ago, too. Nessie's still there. Oh, boy. All right. And we found out the Boggy Creek Monster is indeed in Arkansas. All right. Break time right here. We'll be right back on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Tom Petty had to have encountered uh, some gators. He's a Gainesville guy, right? If you own an alligator, I just want to emphasize this right now. You are the worst. There is no justifiable reason to own an alligator, and you need to be institutionalized. That is all. I I, I concur. I concur. Yeah, Tom uh, Tom Petty, uh, Gainesville guy. There's a, there's an old legend that he planted a lime tree on the campus of the University of Florida. But if you go down to the University of Florida, they're all like, "Nah, Tom Petty didn't plant a lime tree mm-hmm. here." Hmm. No lime tree, huh? No, because the. 
apparently the legend is that he worked on the grounds crew. Ah, okay. At Florida for a year or so. But as I think the correct version of the story is he was actually working as a grave digger at a local cemetery. Really? Yeah, wow. which is like man. That's that's a job I can't imagine no. having. No, 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 no. Like I, planting lime trees sounds kind of nice. Yeah, but yeah, digging graves. Yeah, not my speed. No. Uh, by the way, and uh, wasn't Leonard Skinner from Florida too? I'm trying to think if Leonard Skinner, because everybody thinks, well, they're from Alabama. I mean, sweet home Alabama. No, they they originated in Florida, and I, I believe they might have been from Gainesville. If I'm not mistaken, as well, that area. You'd have to go ahead and Google it up. All right, enough Gator talk, talk some sports. Let's uh, let's talk about recruiting. Okay. Uh, September 19th, Jordan Renaud's decision. Will there be anything that happens before September 19th for the Sooners on the recruiting trail in terms of somebody committing? I'm 50-50, Steely, because I – Man, I'm starting to believe that this could be the weekend that the Peyton Bowen thing gets done. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. You think so? I do. Now you're, like I said, you're tuned in, man, and I'm. I get most of my recruiting information from you, and I look around and see everybody else on social media. But it just seems like all signs are pointing to that. I mean, if you got a serious girlfriend, and she's. Coming to the University of Oklahoma, the girlfriend is a very powerful influence. See Billy Bowman, right? So you're basically laying it all on the girlfriends are undefeated narrative here. Uh, that would I mean, be, if so, it's justified. Like, Yeah, that I, would be probably number one. And I just think that, I don't know, I think you'll get around, uh, you know, the coaches and the players. And there's a great vibe over there right now. And the Sooners have a lot of momentum. And I, I think, again, that... You know, DJ Hicks is coming eventually, and you know, I just think that this class is going to be end up being unbelievable. It's, I mean, it's already really unbelievable. Jacksonville area for Leonard Skinner. All right, thank you. I knew they were from Florida. Um, the streets, and by the streets, I mean the Air Comfort Solutions text line, are now saying that there are also alligators in Lake Ten Killer. I'm going to get a strongly worded letter from Oklahoma Parks and Rec next Monday. That's the direction mm. this is headed. Um. So, on the Jordan Renaud conversation, some have asked if he commits this weekend. I think it's very possible. In fact, I would say it's probable that he silently commits this weekend. But I would not expect an announcement before September 19th. That date has been set in stone for quite some time. And when you're this close to the decision date, even if you know beforehand, which most guys do these days, it doesn't really make sense to move the decision up when you're already this close. So to the it. silent commitment is basically about you tell the coaches, "Look, I'm coming here. All right, made my decision, but I want to, uh, you know, make make it public and known to everybody on that date when I can get out there, you know, and do the announcement." Because Macari Vickers was kind of a silent commitment, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yes, that was done well in advance. Yeah. So, uh, so should we give Muleshoe a lifetime pass to Ufala to go skinny dipping? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I love the Air Comfort Solutions text line. <laughs> Somebody said, enough recruiting, talk alligators. <laughs> uh, 
No, but like I, I, I will say this: I have seen the Peyton Bowen timeline get postponed and extended so many times that I am not taking anything as gospel with regard to when it happens. But I've spoken to enough people in the early half of this week, people who would know. I've spoken to enough of those people to have the understanding that there's a very good chance it all goes down this weekend and Peyton Bowen is a Sooner come Monday. Okay, so... so I, I Listen, I am not would saying be this, to count on that. That would be their third five-star, and if they're getting D.J. Hicks, as a lot of people think they are, that would be Oklahoma's fourth five-star. Yes. Is Malachi Coleman going to get a fifth star? Uh, I, I would say probably not right now. Anybody else that could get a fifth four. star in the class? No, that'd probably be it. Four, but again, Four or five stars, Arnold, P.J., um, Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks. That's what's in play for Oklahoma. And listen, I think I am Sooner not... fans would take that, by the way. Uh, you know, we just got four stars, four or five stars. Yeah, in the, three in the of class. which are on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, three that, more than they ever signed under Muleshoe. And listen, folks, I am not saying to expect Peyton Bowen to flip this week. I don't want you all running to the message boards and to Twitter right now saying, oh, Parker says Peyton Bowen's flipping on Saturday. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it, what I'm saying is. There is enough belief from sources that I would consider credible to make me believe that it is a strong possibility this weekend. And again, I think one way or another, the clock's ticking here. Because if it doesn't happen soon, Oklahoma's probably just going to cut their losses and move on to the next guy. Okay, so if Oklahoma gets Bowen, Renaud, and DJ Hicks and they don't get anybody else, do they wind up with the number three ranked class, two? Th- just those three guys, Jordan Renai, DJ Hicks, and Peyton Bowen. Well, how, far does, how, how far does that uh, get them? I feel like at that point you're probably looking at the number three or number four class. Now, I do think they're going to get Malachi Coleman at this rate, and they will add another safety, regardless of who that is. It may be Ryan Yates. It may be Conrad Hussey. It may be Marvin Burks. It may be Rohan Fluellen. I don't know who the other safety is right now, but even if they get Peyton Bowen, they're bringing on somebody else. And they Rohan Fluellen sounds like a sous chef. Uh, where is he from? Gilmer, Texas. Okay. Well, it's kind of a cool-sounding name, though. Somebody on the text line says Reuben Bain might be a five-star. Reuben Bain is not going to be a Sooner. Don't have that expectation. Okay, there you go. All right, uh, the legend of the Oklahoma octopus should really scare you. I, I, I don't know if I want to know about that. Release the Kraken! So, anyway. All right, we got to get to a break. We're up against it, and uh, you guys are lighting it up. You're cracking me up, and you're lighting... Everything up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. We've got a lot of games to talk about this weekend. We'll hear more from BV. We will hear uh, from – who else did I get? Um, I'm trying to think. I thought I had another player. Oh, Dylan Gabriel, Andrew Rame. We've got a lot more on the way. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Oh, yeah, Paranoid, classic from the album Paranoid, a young Ozzy. 
You had uh, Iron Man on that album. You had War Pigs on that album. That's a classic. That is a classic right there. All right, guess who was in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas yesterday? An alligator? Not an alligator. A tiger. A former tiger. Ed Orgeron talking to the Little Rock Touchdown Club, talking about his time at LSU. I'm so grateful of my time, fellas, you. That was my opportunity. You know, coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got 50 years. Some coaches got 12. Mine was six. Good. I got to tell you, we had a meeting. Say, Coach, things are not going well. No <laughs> shit. Ray Charles can see that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and they were good. And, and Scott Woodward is a friend of mine today. Really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. So and what's uh, next? Well, well I got to tell, tell you this, though. Say, Coach. You got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> I said, what time you want me to leave? What door you want me out of, brother? Ed O right there. Ed Orgeron, Coach O. Interesting character for sure. I just, I, I feel like if I tried to replicate his voice, I would end up dislocating my vocal cords. I don't yes. even know if that's possible, but I feel like trying to do that would make it possible. I, I would agree with that. I would. Have, by the way, I just got an update from Vegas. Technology is now a three-point favorite over the Olds in the uh, ESPN <laughs> Plus Bowl Saturday night in Norman. Well, would you make, would if you viewership make, suffers, we know why. Would you make technology a bigger favorite than that? Or do you think the olds can rally and defeat technology? We'll see. We'll see where the line moves over the next couple of days. Maybe depends. technology should be a Bama versus Texas like favorite. Again, it depends on how proactive the olds are in getting this thing ironed out, so that they are ready come Saturday night to just flip on ESPN Plus right to the OU Kent State. Hey, here's the deal: preparation, man. Preparation, start prepping right now. If you don't have it, you need to get it and figure it out. Go to a young uh, tech-savvy person in your family and just ask questions. What do I do? If you start, if you're an old and you start Saturday at like 5 o'clock, that's not great execution. You know, it's not. You will probably miss at least a half, if not more. On the Air Cover Solutions text line, from Alligator Education to Coach O interview, you guys truly are radio geniuses. Had to be planned. Yeah, yeah, it was entirely unplanned. There's some prep that goes into this show a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. It, the, the hardest thing we have to do nowadays, the most difficult thing, is trying to keep up with the text line. You guys are unbelievable. We appreciate it. We have so had does Air Comfort Solutions. We've had hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of texts in this first hour. So thank you all. There are some folks who will DM me on Twitter and say, did I get blocked from the text line? I haven't yeah, had a text read in days and I get days. A, I get some DMs, too, because they can't get through. Yeah, which, listen, folks, that's just that's just the reality. We, we appreciate got so it, many though. flying in. Don't think we're blowing you off. No, we are not. Steely would know about preparation. H. That's like a, for old people, preparation H. It involves general booty. A real, like, hemorrhoids, general booty. Steely would know about preparation Pause, 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 pause. H. He's saying I'm old from the 580. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you are. So uh, yeah. You, you tell, truth teller right there. Uh, gators in Lake Eufaula and giant underwear in Lake Thunder Turd. No wonder tourism in Oklahoma is down. <laughs> 
There is a creature in Thunderbird. I may have told this story to you. I'm sure if you've listened to me on the radio for a while, you probably heard this story once. But my first trip to Lake Thunderbird, my parents took us out there to go to the, uh, you know, the clay infested, you know, nasty beach over there. And I remember wading out into the brown water, the beautiful brown water. And I was out there. I don't know. I was about up to my chest deep in the water. You know, you can only go so far. And I saw this thing surface. It was like a white thing surfaced out in the distance. It was probably, I don't know, 20, 25 yards away from me. And I thought, like, is that a giant catfish? Did it belly up? Is that the belly of a catfish or what? And then as the waves took it towards me, I saw at the last minutes, and this was like a scene from Jaws, man. I came running to the beach as fast (laughs) as I can. It was a giant pair of tidy whities It was a giant pair of tidy whities floating right to me. I mean, these could have belonged to, like, Andre the Giant, too, because it was unbelievable. And, no, it wasn't a sail or anything. I saw the the elastic band and everything, and I screamed bloody terror and sprinted back to the beach. So the Tidy Whitey's monster is probably still out there somewhere. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. All right, more text coming up next hour. A lot more on the Sooners and their matchup with Kent State. And uh, – Keep those texts rolling in. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. We have another hour to go here on Steel Man and Thune on the home of Sooner fans. Keep it right here. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Hour number two here on a Wednesday. Getting you ready for the Sooners and Kent State Saturday night, 6 o'clock ESPN Plus from Gaylord Family. Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, Oklahoma favored by 32 and a half. We'll get to that here in just a second. Let me tell you about my friends at Riverwind Casino, my three favorite places, Shea Stadium. Uh, that's where we reside. My wife's name's Shea. She's the best, so it's Shea Stadium. The Augusta National Golf Club and Riverwind Casino. Riverwind has 2,800 electronic games, all the latest and greatest. They've got a huge selection of table games, blackjack, roulette, craps, Uh, They have a high-limits lounge as well, great poker room. Everything you want and desire is out there at Riverwind Casino. And they have great dining options. The Seasons Food Court has some great options over there. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant is first class also. And the River Buffet features an incredible steak night on Fridays, a seafood night on Saturday, and a tremendous brunch on Sunday. Now, if you've been... uh, you know, thinking about heading back out to Riverwind, if you haven't been there in uh, in just a little bit, well, and you're looking for your favorite electronic gaming machine and maybe you have some issues finding that, there are three new gaming locations right now out at Riverwind because they're undergoing some renovations to make even Riverwind more incredible than it is right now. The uh, Showplace Theater, the River Lounge, and the Sky Bridge all have gaming machines for now while they undergo this renovation. But Riverwind, again, great promotions. Uh, You know, I know uh, they've been giving away a lot, a lot of jackpots, and you can always dine well, be entertained out there. They finished up another great uh, Beats and Bites festival over the summer. The Showplace Theater won't be too long before it's going to be back. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Also, thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour here on Steel Man and Thune. Uh, looking for a car, truck, SUV, or a used vehicle? They've got them there at the Seth Wadley Auto Group with a great guarantee to back your purchase. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel. All right, 
Uh, let's get some text in. Then I want to play uh, Brent talking about uh, the sensation that was Gavin Freeman last weekend. Uh, we had one listener that texted repeatedly last hour, recruiting. Why talk about alligators? LOL. Football, not alligators, please. Enough. Quit the alligator crap, Parker. Thank goodness the hourly ad saved us from more of the Lake Thunderbird story. Listen, texter. If you want exclusively recruiting information, boy, do I have a deal for you. Go sign up for OUinsider.com where you can get all of the recruiting scoop and nothing else. But this is talk radio. Every so often we reserve the right to talk about alligators and tidy whities. It is baked hey, into it the pie. It was fueled by the text line. It's, I mean, we were we had uh, we had Sooner stuff coming in, as we always do, college football stuff, but there were a lot of people wanted to talk about the alligator incident, too. So, as Lawrence Tierney said in uh, Reservoir Dogs, cough up a buck, you cheap. <laughs> oh, hey, Parker, what is your confidence level? Hicks and the Bowen brothers sign on the dotted line. That comes from 918-ROD. A week ago, I was at 45%. I'm probably on the other side of the 50% divide right now. Now, obviously, the younger Bowen brother, Eli, is not going to sign on the dotted line for another year because he is class of 2024. Will he be a four-star kid? He already is a four-star kid. With a chance chance to get a fifth star? No, 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 no. You don't think so? No, he's not big enough. Uh, Which sucks that that's the way it is, but that's the way it is. He's a really good football player. Uh, and he's not getting recruited solely because of his brother. This is not a Tristan Lee type of situation. Um, I, I am probably at 55% right now. And here's what I can say, as as I have proclaimed many a time before on these airwaves, if the Sooners flip Peyton Bowen, they are assuredly getting Eli Bowen as well. Do not overthink that one. There you go. There is not really any nuance there. You get Peyton Bowen, you're getting Eli Bowen too. That is true for Oklahoma. That's that's the other thing. That is true for Oklahoma. It's probably not true for any other school. There is no other school right now that can say, if we get Peyton Bowen, we know for sure we are getting Eli Bowen as well. Eli Bowen loves Oklahoma. Get ready. The flip is happening. Uh, Too many signs out there. The flip is going to be happening. Steely, Olds 1, Tech 0. Oh, no. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that you defeated the tech already is that what it means like already got it done done deal what do you think that means i don't know we're going to need some elaboration it Who- sounds to me like that gentleman in the 859 has got it all figured out 859 i have no idea offhand where that is uh dallas bill asks has the ou twitter army found the car that was stolen on friday no jacoby johnson's vehicle is still at large to what? my knowledge are you so, kidding me hoping for an update mary flipmas <laughs> another listener says at least you aren't talking about gout someone else says the 99.99 percent of us love everything and whatever y'all want to talk about even alligators the best show on radio keep on keeping it fun the 0.01 percent can go fly a kite hey i've been in this business uh, uh, yes sir hooked up there you go 859 that ladies and gentlemen that ladies and gentlemen is a great drive by the olds 80 yards, seven plays, defeated ESPN Plus, and is ready to go Saturday night. The key, great preparation, great execution by the 859. Good job. There you go. Hey, 
performance on Saturday is all about what you do throughout the week on the practice field. This is your practice field in preparation for Saturday. Turn on your streaming service. Boot up your computer. Whatever your whatever device you're viewing on, it's Wednesday. You got 72 hours until kickoff. Take the opportunity to prepare like a champion so that come Saturday you can play like a champion. Then, yes, and somewhere in your home you can put stream like a champion tonight and tap that, you know, like, oh, well, that didn't sound right. And Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying. I'm glad Scream you, like a champion. I'm glad you caught that because most people your age would not have. So, props. Well, I was thinking about General Booty again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Santa John has an interesting question on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This is actually something I was curious about as well. Steelman and Parker, at the end of the LSU game, why didn't time run out after the receiver was deemed down inbounds with one second left? Did you have the now, explanation? Because I was watching on my phone with the sound off. Okay. And Shay and I were watching a streaming show, great show, by the way, on Apple TV. Highly recommended, Blackbird. Blackbird on Apple TV. It's tremendous. So I had I had to be keeping up with the game. Yeah, naturally. And I was watching it on my phone, so I had the sound down. Now – to my understanding, the way that that was going to be ruled was that the officials were going to mark him down at whatever it was, the two-yard line, with two seconds to play because when you saw the replay review, it was clear he was down with two seconds left. So my expectation was that they were going to reset the clock so that there were two seconds on it instead of one, and it was going to be a clock starts on the referee's signal type of thing. Yeah, like the 918 I, saying the first down stops the clock always, right? Is that? Maybe, but mm-hmm. still, like even after a first down, right? Once the chains are moved and the referee gives the signal, the clock runs again. So I, and maybe this is just my misunderstanding. I'm not questioning the ruling because the reality is LSU was ready to run the play either way and they would have gotten the snap off either way. But from what I understood, the ruling there would have been the clock begins on the ref's signal, and LSU would have just been in position, ready to snap the ball as soon as the whistle was blown. But I, I, I don't know what I, – I don't know if there's some gray area that I'm missing there, but what the ruling eventually was was knee, that they're going to – Knee down and bounds, not out, one or two seconds left. Is that – that's also from the 918. Uh, Norvell called a timeout, I guess. Ah, okay. Okay, I didn't catch that. So that 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 explains it. Okay, so go. Mike Norvell called a timeout. Obviously, clock stops for a timeout. There you go. Yeah, like I said, I had the sound down. We were watching a show at the time. A lot of a lot of times because all I've done, you know, my entire career is just watch uh, watch sports, watch sports. So now, uh, when you have other options, I can watch a show with my wife and keep up with all the sporting events. Now, if it's OU or OSU or a huge game, obviously, that situation changes. But I. I was very ecstatic to see, you know, the uh, the extra points disaster. Because I do not like LSU, and I don't like Brian Kelly. couple more texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Mike Steely told me to tap that would be a heck of a Tinder bio. <laughs> um. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Uh, I hey, knew the minute that came out, it didn't sound right. Zane asks, hey, Parker, do you think a coaching change at Nebraska could get Malachi Coleman excited again for them? That's what's going to be interesting to me down the stretch because Malachi has said, I'm committing on October 22nd. That's the date. It's happening. It's not getting pushed back. So if he commits to Oklahoma on October 22nd, I guess that is the one thing that would maybe make you worried about things changing down the stretch is Nebraska brings in a real sexy coaching hire. They start to get some recruiting momentum, and all of a sudden the Huskers have that fan base believing again. They've not they've got the national media believing again. Maybe just maybe they get Malachi Coleman believing again. And you, there, I don't there's know. no way they hire Mickey Joseph. Well, that's the thing, too. I don't think that's the most far-fetched idea. It'd be the There's, second time he got hurt by Oklahoma if Malachi Coleman, if he gets the uh, head coaching job in Malachi Coleman, which I don't know that he would, but I remember he got hurt in the OU Nebraska game back during the uh, Gary Gibbs era. He was super highly recruited. So, but um, man, that how much of that hinges? It is what it's about a twenty percent chance that Scott Frost keeps his job at this point, maybe less. Right now, from what I have been told on the Nebraska end of things, I'm not even sure a win over Oklahoma would be enough to save Scott Frost's job. I think not only would he have to beat uh, Oklahoma, but he would have to go on a run in Big T- in Big Ten play as well. They'd have to win several games thereafter and start to make some noise in the Big Ten West for Frost to get another year. But you look at the way his contract is, is structured – Trev Alberts kind of knew that this is where things were going to be this fall. He gave himself an out. He gave himself a midseason out with that October 1st date where Scott Frost's buyout drops by $7.5 million. Trev Alberts kind of knew how this season was going to go. And so you'd have to imagine that if Oklahoma goes up there and wins on September 17th, the Huskers play Indiana on October 1st. Indiana's not a bad football team. Honestly, Steely, assuming OU wins on the 17th, I think win or lose, Scott Frost is out after that Indiana game. There you go. Yeah, the uh, that was that was a smart move on Trub Albert's part. You know, definitely uh, covered uh, covered his bases with that move. And we were all somewhat surprised last year when you know, Nebraska's. Frost is coming back. Oh, okay. Salary reduction and that clause in his contract. Uh, interesting question about Jeff Levy in Nebraska. We'll get to that when we get back. That's on the Air Coverage Solutions tax line, 405-651-3439. Thank you, Seth Wadley Auto Group, Exit 72, Paul's Valley. Great deal. Car, truck, SUV, used vehicle. They've got a great selection, great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. We shall return. It is a Wednesday edition of Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Good to have you with us. Somebody was texting me. Alberts must have been hesitate, hesitant to fire his former teammate. Now, they missed each other by a year at Nebraska, didn't they? Did they Alberts, really? I think that Alberts left in like uh, – he played in that national. He was a great linebacker, by the way. I think he won the Butkus Award, if I'm not mistaken. 
He played in that national championship game against Florida State, which would have been after the 90 and Frost got there, I think in 95, because Frost was out at Stanford to start his career and played. Uh, uh, that's when Bill Walsh was out at Stanford for his second stint out at Stanford. Because I remember the Sooners played against a Bill Walsh uh, Stanford team back in, uh, was it 79 or 80? Maybe the, the start of the – they had Steve Dills at quarterback. Maybe it was 80 or 81. But anyway, um, so I think they missed each other by one year, if I'm not mistaken. I think Frost got to Nebraska right after Treb Alberts left. It's my guess. So, uh, I don't know. On the Nebraska conversation, Air Comfort Solutions text line has a lot of varying thoughts and opinions. Uh, one asks, any truth to Urban Meyer interest by Nebraska? Dan Patrick show was talking about it like there is some smoke. I have seen this sentiment echoed by Nebraska fans mm-hmm. over the course of the last couple of weeks, basically saying, look, we suck enough that honestly, maybe the only person that can fix us is Urban Meyer. But it's just like, if, that, if that's the position that you're in, if that's the stance that you're taking, ugh. Like, have you no self-respect? Urban Meyer is borderline unhireable right now. He, uh, he is, yes, he is damaged goods, certainly. But if you're desperate, you never know. And Texas fans were saying the same thing, remember? And USC fans were even saying that about Urban Meyer. Well, he's on set with uh, Leonard and Bush because, you know, they get rid of Clay Helton. Well, Urban Meyer can take the USC job, or you know, he can take the Texas job. But I don't know. Do you see him coming back, Urban Meyer? I here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't doubt that Urban Meyer will be back into coaching at some point, just because I don't feel like he's ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. That's pretty clear, right? Because even after all the quote unquote medical issues that he had a while back. Lo and behold, he's back in the coaching game last year's head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's from the Mule Shoe School of or his Mule Shoes or his Mule Shoe from the Urban Meyer School. Yeah, and well, yes, Mule Shoe just hasn't uh, gotten caught grabbing general booty yet. No, that's right. And uh, Urban was grabbing some general booty. There's no doubt about that. He also kicked his kicker in the ass last year at a practice and told him try making some kicks dip. I mean, look, I understand. I mean, this is the NFL. It's not like your old 1960s, 70s, 80 high school football coach, you know, or Frank Cush grabbing your face mask in the day or Woody Hayes grabbing your face mask back in the day. But he was, uh, I would say he was not well liked at all in the Jaguars locker room. I mean, it was apparently just a total blank show. This is this is not hyperbole, Steely. We may be talking about the worst NFL coaching job of all time. When you think, and you can go back years, decades, it is tough to fathom things going south as quickly as and as dramatically as they went south for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. That thing was burned from the get-go. Can you imagine what the atmosphere was like in that locker room? Do you think there's a ray of sunshine back in Jacksonville now? Because nobody liked that guy. 
Nobody. Uh, from the 918 on the text line, Gary Patterson would be one for the Huskers to look at. What do you think? You think Gary wants to be a head coach at this point? Who is, how old is Gary Patterson? He's is he like early 60? 60s? Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would think so. You get to a certain point, though, and you've made enough money. He's on staff Matt, in Texas right now well, as a consultant, of course. Well, and Matt Wells seems to be yeah. in this place, too, at OU. What right, a great – man, what a great situation for OU to get Matt Wells. Yeah, Are you but, kidding me? And then he slid right into the, uh, you know, the assistant receiver's spot. Good job bringing Matt Wells aboard, you know. So, for Gary, with him being in his 60s, with him having that cushy analyst job at Texas, is he going to want to step back into the fire as a head coach? See, I'm always looking for cushy myself, particularly at this age. So, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, he's got his acoustic guitar. He can maybe start a music career. By the way, this is an interesting question on the text line as well. Y'all see Art Bryles was at the game Saturday? Well, I mean, it's Jeff Levy's father-in-law. Yeah, it so. is. Did you see him? He, so I saw a photo of yeah. Art Bryles. Yes, he was there at the Oklahoma Did people game have a Saturday. problem with that? I, I don't know. I imagine there are some that do. Now, look, he's, he's Jeff Levy's father-in-law, okay? And look, that whole situation was horrible. I get it. I don't know if you want to look. It, it was a bad deal. It was a bad, bad deal. And Jeff Levy had to be vetted on this deal to get to Oklahoma. Um, but, I mean, do you crucify the guy for the rest of his life? Do you, you know, if he wants to see his son and it, if Jeff Levy wanted him there, you know, for his first game as the OC at Oklahoma, a dream for Jeff Levy, I don't have an issue with that. I'm not saying that I would ever forget what happened there at Baylor with that situation, but – I don't think you you make him out to be just this evil dude for the rest of his life. One listener says Hugh Jackson would like a word. <laughs> Here's what people don't remember, though, about Hugh Jackson. People remember the atrocious few seasons that he had as head coach of the Cleveland Browns. How about uh, Freddie it, Kitchens, by the way? He well, should be in the mix. Clown show that was. Sure. But you look at what Hugh Jackson was working with in Cleveland. That team wasn't going to win games. It didn't matter who was their head coach. Bill Belichick could have been their head coach, and they weren't winning games. Hugh Jackson went 8-8 eight and eight as head coach of the Oakland Raiders. I want to say this was 2011, if I'm not mistaken, and got fired after one season by Al Davis, the late, great Al Davis. So, Hugh has had some success as an NFL head coach. Urban Meyer didn't even make it a full season as an NFL head coach. Not just because his team was atrocious on the field, which it was, but also because he got in all sorts of trouble off the field. Whether it was for kicking his kicker in the general booty or feeling up some general booty at his restaurant in Ohio. What was that crazy video, too, where uh, he was on some Zoom interview and I don't know if there was a dude on, like, were they on a yacht or something? There was some dude, like, undressing in the background, and Urban Meyer's got this look on his face like, no, no. Does Am I imagining that, or that did happen, right? Do you remember that, what I'm talking about? He was on some interview where he was on a Zoom, 
And there was something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear on that boat where Urban Meyer had the look of sheer terror on his face. And I don't know what was going on with his buddy in the background, but it was very, very weird. I need to see if I can find that. 1918 listener says, Mule Shoe should have taken the Nebraska job. What team needs more rebuilding? Also, Lincoln. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the hashtag that the Nebraska fans start up after Frost is officially fired. Hashtag, hashtag Lincoln to Lincoln. Well, here's the deal. Lincoln, Nebraska is a good, solid, middle America, God-fearing place. L.A. is for the narcissists and the people where it's all about them. So Mule Shoe is a better fit for L.A. because it's all about him. It's all about him. Uh, somebody said dude was hitting a bong in the background. Is that right? Of the video that you were talking about? Teddy remembers the incident too, yes. So. New Nebraska head coach Tom Herman says Shane in Newcastle. <laughs> that would go over like a lead balloon, that press conference, right? Uh, one listener in the 918 says, Mark it down if Lebby or Kendall Bryles at Arkansas have offensive football questions, Art Bryles is the first person they talk to. Hey, Art Bryles, man, uh, it got ugly there in Waco, but the dude, he he could coach, man. That offense was – and he went to Stephenville, Texas, and won several state championships there, and they were horrible before he got there. So the dude coaching well was never an issue for Art Bryles. You know what's interesting is I've gotten to know Michael Hawkins real well, the four-star 2024 quarterback out of Allen High School, and – we were standing on the sideline a couple weeks ago watching Lovejoy play College Station at Allen's Field, Eagle Stadium. It hosted the Tom Landry Classic this year. And Mike was there watching his buddies at Lovejoy. And we were standing there, and he was remarking about how the two schools that he really, really, really likes right now are Oklahoma and Arkansas. If there's, if there's a world in which he's not a Sooner, that's a world in which he is a Razorback. But – he was remarking about how similar Jeff Levy and Kendall Bryles are. And yeah. it makes a ton of sense because they're brothers-in-law. They mm -hmm. come from the same coaching tree. Yeah. Right? And so I, I think that's what makes the prospect of an Oklahoma-Arkansas rivalry in the SEC so much more appealing. And honestly, those guys probably aren't the offensive coordinators at Oklahoma and Arkansas, respectively, in five to six years. Uh, but. Yeah, it would be fun while it lasted. Nine one eight, maybe Bill O'Brien. I that that would make some sense right there. Bill O'Brien seems like a guy that could be a Nebraska fit. Another know. listener says, hearing from some Husker friends, Vince Lombardi <laughs> is interested in the Nebraska job. By the way, yes, Steely, it did happen. The dude was totally naked in the background, supposedly a friend of Meyer, and they what? Uh, I, yeah, okay, yes, no, no, I do remember this now. What? Because he's. Yes, I remember the video you're talking about. Okay, now. yes. Wasn't he on a live shot with Fox? Yes, I think he was. And, and it's it's a mirror, right? You can see yes. because he's sitting in front of a mirror, <laughs> and you can see everything that's going on on the other side of the phone. And Urban the Meyer, mirror. the look on his face. Somebody said the dude was taking a bong hit too. Is that part of it? That oh, his buddy I don't know. was. Does Urban Meyer hang around with bong people? Urban Meyer clearly. Hangs out with he a, hired uh, Zach Smith and Tom Herman. Yeah, right? it's a pretty I mean, pretty seedy crowd. Zach Smith, who took a penile pick in the White House, 
I mean, the quality individuals. Do we, do we have confirmation that that happened, or is that just urban no, legend? No, that was that was apparently it, apparently it really happened. Ugh. I know. Yeah, is that video anywhere? Because that was so great. Urban Meyer is like, no, look out! You're butt naked on camera. So good. I would it surprise you if Urban Meyer hung out with bong people? No, not at all. Really? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if you t- told me anybody that Urban Meyer hung out with. Yeah. It, it, it honestly would only surprise me if it was a really high-character person. I'd be like, that doesn't seem like the type of person that would keep company with Urban Meyer. Now I've got to find this video again. Got to find it. All right, we'll be right back. Home of Sooner fans, it is Steelman and Thune on the Ref Radio Network. Okay, we are back. It is a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Well, afternoon. Almost up to the 2 o'clock hour when you'll get locked in with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas. Do you think I'll get in trouble if they search uh, the search history here? Because I just Googled up Urban Meyer naked guy. And I hit pay dirt. I found it. I'm tweeting out a still picture uh, right now on my Twitter account, at Steely on Sports. The infamous Urban Meyer naked guy is in my trailer. Well, I'm going to have to delete that one. I, I don't know why more hasn't been made of this, because it feels like that was in the news cycle and right back out. Because, again, it took me a while. It took me a while to register in my brain exactly what you were talking about when you mentioned Urban Meyer on a boat with a naked guy. But of course, once it hit me, I was like, oh yes, I remember this vividly. He's in front of a mirror and there's somebody undressing in front of him. Yes, Jesse Glass, by the way, thank you, Jesse, just tweeted out a video, which I'll retweet at Steely on Sports. So yeah, I I went ahead and uh, Googled up Urban Meyer naked guy. And then I thought, you know, that that's going to look pretty creepy on a search history. But it, uh, the video was right there. The video was right there. Hey, last Saturday, by the way, last Saturday, Gavin Freeman. Woo, he looked good. And we've been hearing good stuff about Gavin Freeman, right, in the early workouts. Brent even, well, you're going to hear the clip here in a minute, uh, somewhat kind of, not really, compared him to Adrian Peterson. You'll, if you haven't heard the clip, you may have by now, but if you haven't, we're going to play that back. But I would say that that was the play of the game Saturday. This kid has been spectacular. They've been raving about him, son of Jason Freeman, former Sooner. And, man, did he make an impression. One of ten Sooner players to score in the history of Oklahoma football the first time they touched the football. Here's what Brent said about the PWO sensation, Gavin Freeman. Man, did we get a, a great one. Uh, he's a great kid, man. Just uh, he shows up with the right mindset, attitude. Same guy every day. And again, like I've used the the, the phrase "wide open." Uh, you know, he practices and competes at a very high level. And I'm going to use this phrase, but not the same guy exactly in you know, different styles. But you know, when Adrian would run by you, you was like, "Whoa!" The earth would shake, and you're like, "Son!" And uh, but you had the same. You know, when you watched Gavin compete, uh, it was very, it's like, he's super sudden and explosive. Uh, he's, a, he's a legit 4-5 guy, and then he, he plays at that level. You get some guys that run 4-5, they don't play. They run 4-8. Like, they stuck in the mud pulling a concrete truck. So, 
he's a guy that um, you'll create more opportunity for him and got a great future in front of him. Well, I would say yes, that kid, man. And that wasn't your run-of-the-mill, you know, uh, inside reverse, jet sweep, reverse, whatever you want to call it. That was perfectly blocked, although Braden Willis did have some. But he had to make that happen on his own as well. Got a little help from his friends, particularly Braden Willis. But that was a play, Parker. That was unbelievable. I think what stands out the most to me about Gavin Freeman, of all the things that we've heard about him before and since – that outstanding 46-yard touchdown run on the reverse on Saturday was Drake Stoops said earlier this week in post-game or I'm sorry post-practice availabilities is like yeah Gavin Freeman's better than I was at that age. That's saying a lot coming from a guy that has turned out to be a pretty good FBS receiver in his own right has become a very stable and consistent option for Oklahoma in the passing game and that probably has an NFL future ahead of him. You know. Um... It's going to be it's, – it's already a great story. I mean, if it ended right now, it's – but they're expecting this kid to make more plays for them. You know, they really are. He's, he's been uh, a load to handle in uh, the practices, and I, he's not going to be someone hit wonder, Parker. It looks like he's a guy that is going to have uh, – it looks like he'll eventually get a scholarship, right? Yeah. And think? by the way, the text line is chiming in. And when we initially reacted to that comment from Venables yesterday, uh, I I audibly wondered, was he comparing Gavin Freeman to AD or was it Javante Barnes? Because he had kind of been asked yeah. about the two of them in tandem. He said that they had and, the same reaction to Javante Barnes first time he carried the ball. Like, wow. Yeah. And I so think I maybe guess a little bit of both. He, clar- he clarified last night, apparently, on the Rudy show – that he was comparing Javante Barnes ah, okay. to Adrian Peterson, yeah, not Gavin Freeman. I think he was, you know, I, I took it um, originally that it was just that burst of speed. I mean, he's not saying, it, you know. And you did see that with Javante Barnes. Now, look, the UTEP defense was a little worn out when Javante Barnes came into the game. He also fumbled the ball. Luckily, the Sooners got it back. But there was something there. And I know you've talked a lot about Javante Barnes. But when you saw him, it was like, whoo. That is a different level. Yeah, I that boy, good. Watching the game uh, with my buddies, and uh, they had the same reaction, like, wow. So, all right, there is the uh, – I'm tweeting it out now. I messed up the first uh, – Yeah, I, I actually have a, uh, I have a bet dating back to spring with one of our fine VIPs at OUinsider.com as to who gets more carries, Javante Barnes or Marcus Major, in the fall. Now – Marcus Major outcarried Barnes on Saturday, seven to four, and the bet is actually—I believe—Barnes was going to double Major's carry total in the 2022 season. I don't feel quite as great about that as I did coming out of spring, but I do think Barnes, one way or another, whether I do end up paying up on that bet or not, Barnes is a guy that's going to see a lot of action this fall. Now, Jaden Gibson, again, got in very, very, very late in the game, so much I didn't even notice. But I would love to see a little more of uh, Jaden Gibson getting into the game. And you think maybe is that um, – you've talked about how all of a sudden you could see him, you know, coming in into the Nebraska game in a goal line situation. Oh, yeah, it, dude. Just – yeah. Goal line fade the heck out of that Husker defense. I'm, normally, I'm not a big fan of the fade. But when you have a guy that's 6'5", and can jump guy, like that. Yeah, and Nick Anderson's just basically the same body type, right? 
those two are going to be so much fun to watch over the next three, four years in Sooner Crimson. I mean, it's going to be Charlie Kolar against uh, Buki all over again. The Sooners haven't had wide receivers, at least not good wide receivers, with that type of size in a minute, Steely. It's been a good long time since you had a guy at Oklahoma that was 6'4", 6'5", and that not only could run, but had crazy ball skills and an ability to win almost any 50-50 ball you throw at them. The biggest compliment that you can give to a wide receiver, well, I shouldn't say the biggest compliment. One of the biggest compliments you can give to a wide receiver is that they turn a 50-50 ball into a 70-30 ball. And that's what what Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson are. Those are two guys that are just going to go up and get it. And I know we make fun of Kirk Herbstreet for using the buzz – word buzz phrase catch radius all right tyler mccomas loves to poke fun at kirk for that one but when you're talking about catch radius in the technical sense and you're not just throwing it out there to try and conjure up some analysis of a wide receiver with size that you haven't actually watched any in-depth game tape on when you really talk when you're talking about catch radius in the most fundamental sense, Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson are two guys that both have a crazy catch radius. No doubt. They should, you know who's another good option down there? Braden Willis. And Braden Willis had himself a game. Uh, Shane the Train from Newcastle says, Gavin is like a Wes Welker, but faster. Um, so it's it's going to be uh, fun to watch this kid because, again, he's not done making plays at OU. No, he is he's not. Just, he's just getting started, and that was spectacular. All right, we're going to break right here. I'm, by the way, we did find, thanks to one of our listeners, Jesse, and I also get uh, just tweeted out a screenshot of the infamous, here is Urban Meyer's reaction to the naked guy in my trailer incident that happened during a live Zoom interview. You can find that at Steely on Sports. And uh, Jesse, thank you, Jesse Glass, for sending us the video, which we retweeted, retweeted as well. It's good stuff. It's Urban Meyer being Urban Meyer. All right, stay with us. Coming right back to wrap it up here on The Ref. Okay, one final segment here on uh, Steel Man and Thune on The Ref Radio Network, home of Sooner fans. Thanks to our friends at Riverwind Casino. Undergoing a little bit of a uh, renovation on the gaming floor right now, but you can find your favorite games. If you can't find them on the regular gaming floor, they now have gaming in the Skybridge. They also have uh, gaming at the River Lounge, and they have gaming in the Showplace Theater. Riverwind, still all the great dining options as well. You're not just going to win some money out there. You're going to dine well at uh, the Seasons Food Court, great options there. Also, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. That's one of my favorite places. I love the uh, chicken pot pie there. So good. Giant pretzel with beer cheese and a tremendous carrot cake. Always get that as well. And, of course, uh, the River Buffet is uh, clean, efficient. It is great. Uh, steak night on Friday night, seafood night on Saturday, and a great brunch on Sunday. You can't go uh, wrong with any of the dining options there. And, again, if you're coming in for a Sooner game from out of town, you don't have accommodations, and you're thinking about we'll drive up uh, and, you know, just hang around campus. But if you want to find a, a world-class hotel, it's right there at Riverwind. It is a big-time hotel. Great uh, to stay over for Sooner games. Get yourself an incredible uh, breakfast 
in the month, head on over to Campus Corner and then come back after the game, do some gaming, have a great time. Over at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Okay, yeah, a lot of people reacting to the uh, Urban Meyer video, which uh, I still find quite comical. How can you be on a live Zoom and you've got nude guy in the mirror apparently at some bong getaway? So, I don't know. I guess it's Urban Meyer, though, right? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Urban Meyer found that out the hard way last mm, year. He did. Uh, 918 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, guys, does Gabriel have another year of eligibility? If so, will he come back? Is Arnold talented enough to take the job from him? Now, Dylan Gabriel actually has two, two years yeah. of eligibility yep. left after this season. Uh, because COVID-19, you had the eligibility freeze in 2020. So... Uh, the 2020 season doesn't count towards his eligibility, nor does the 2021 season because he took a medical red shirt with that shoulder injury that he suffered three games into the year. So to this point, the only season of football that he has played that has counted against his eligibility was his true freshman year in 2019. So not only could Dylan Gabriel come back for 2023, but if he really wanted to, he could come back for 2024. Now, at this point, and much can change depending on how the season plays out, right? And so that just needs to be clear up front. This is very fluid and subject to change. At this point, I would be inclined to believe that Dylan Gabriel is back in 2022 because I think Oklahoma is going to have the pieces to make a legit run at the college football playoff and potentially even a national championship. They're just going to need – a guy that they know can deliver at the quarterback position, and that would be Dylan Gabriel. You also look at what the quarterback board is going to look like for the NFL draft next year. You got a whole bunch of names, a whole bunch of guys that are going to be at the top of that draft board, not just Spencer Rattler, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, but also guys like Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Tyler Van Dyke, Grayson McCall. So it's a deep quarterback class, and I just don't know whether Dylan Gabriel would be able to earn a draft slot higher than the fifth or sixth round if he were to declare after this year. So I think Dylan Gabriel will be back. As far as Jackson too. Arnold, man, that's a guy that has uh, – he's made a lot of believers throughout the offseason and throughout the early part of his senior season. And I'll be the first to admit, I was not 100% sold on Jackson Arnold after his junior year. He was good. Don't get me wrong. He was really good. There were still some things I was concerned about – Jackson Arnold has alleviated a lot of those concerns with his performance in elite camp settings throughout the offseason as well as what he's done over the first couple of games of his senior campaign. Arnold's a guy that could play from day one, and I don't think that's the expectation that's going to be placed on his shoulders at Oklahoma. But make no mistake, there will come a day, perhaps sooner rather than later, that Jackson Arnold is your starting quarterback and the face of the program at the University of Oklahoma. That boy good. I would anticipate Dylan Gabriel coming back as well. By the way, Spencer Rattler, if he's going to get drafted high, he better play a lot better. Well, it was not that good uh, over the weekend. Looked a lot like last year, to be honest with you. We'll see how he does against Arkansas in that game at 11 a.m. at Fayetteville on uh, Saturday. But I think Dylan Gabriel is enjoying his life as a Sooner so far. I think he is he's, – he's loving it being the starting quarterback at the University of Oklahoma. All right, thank you, Seth Wadley Auto Group. Thank you, Riverwind Casino, and thank you for all the texts. And thank you, Urban Meyer, for all the great memories. 
Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you.